Hello and welcome to the Pixel Swim Podcast, episode 108. I am Steve Heinrich, your host, and this is the podcast where I take a dive into my personal journey with technology, plus other tidbits that I find interesting. This episode is being recorded and released on Thursday, April 16th, 2020. Visit pixelswim.com for all of the show notes and social links if you want to follow along or leave any feedback. It's always appreciated. I have plenty of uh, options to get in touch there. So yeah, thank you as always for tuning in to, uh, to episode 108. So with all that, let's uh, dive into the show. So feedback from episode 107. Uh, I think I have none. <laughs> so it was two weeks ago. Uh, just kind of seems like we're going fortnightly right now, uh, every couple weeks with this. Just uh, keep my sanity during all this uh, COVID stuff that's going on, all this quarantine stuff. It, it really hasn't been too bad, you know. It's just uh, it's hard to get notes together during the week. And, uh, you know, luckily my wife and I are both still working, so there's still, you know, lots of our time is taken up. And, you know, you just get emotionally <laughs> exhausted and mentally tired, Uh throughout these weeks that's, and weekends that keep blending together. So not the worst thing in the world, but it just doesn't make for uh, very productive notes <laughs> or note-taking for me for these episodes. So I'll probably just keep going every other week for now. But uh, yeah, uh, like I said, no, ep- no feedback from episode 107. Uh, let's see. Let's On this episode, uh, let's go over what we're going to cover. I'm not sure how long it'll be, but... I'm just going to go through the notes that I got here together. So uh, the first thing we're going to talk about is transferring Google Photos. Uh, And then I'm going to go over or do my usual Galaxy S10e weekly report. And then I will go over some phone fixing adventures, which include some of the Boxo phones. So yeah, let's uh, dive into the first topic here, which is transferring Google Photos. Uh, now, if you followed along over the duration of the podcast here over the last couple of years, you know there was a moment where I was kind of looking to get away from Google, and um, I kind of moved everything over to Microsoft Services, my email, calendar, photos, you know, cloud storage, all that stuff. So one of the last things that I had left uh, in my Google storage uh, is, or I should say kind of gathered up in Google, uh, taking up most of the storage was the Google Photos that I had backed up over the last 12 years uh, since using Google since 2008. Now, I haven't, you know, uh, been backing everything up since 2008, but uh, there was quite a few. I think there was like 3,500 photos, about 3,500 photos that were all still sitting in Google Photos. Uh, so essentially, I was looking at a way to move those over to OneDrive uh, and just have that all backed up there. That way, I could delete them off of Google, uh, off of Google Photos, and and free up that storage. Because essentially, I was trying to get my Google storage back under the 15 gigabytes that uh, it, that you get for free. So essentially, when because I think I have a promotional uh, 100 gigabytes for free, but that ends uh, this year. Uh, I think it was an LG promotion when I used my G6 for the first time. And so that will run out and it will go back down to 15 gigabytes of free storage. And it current or it was over well over that. Uh, it was it was at least, uh, you know, I, I don't remember how much over, but it was enough over where it was like, OK, I want to get my photos out of there. That way I don't have to worry about it and get it back down under 15 gigabytes. So I don't have to worry about it anymore. So essentially what I did first was I went to Google Takeout, which is a tool that Google provides you to basically export all of your 
uh, data from your account or just specific pieces of it. And so you can go into Google Takeout and uh, export all of your Google Photos. So I had about nine gigabytes of Google Photos. And so what I did was I went into Takeout and requested those and split them up into to several two gigabyte downloads. Uh, my internet isn't the fastest here at home, so I wanted to make sure I would be able to get them all without uh, you know the download failing and having to potentially start over again. So uh, I think I got it in seven chunks and or five. I don't remember. Yeah, it was seven chunks and uh, of two gigabyte files. And so was it seven? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it really doesn't matter either way. I downloaded all of those from Google Takeout and just kind of had them sitting on my PC. Uh, and so basically when you get those, you get a zip file uh, and they split everything up into folders and they have all of the JSON information there, basically all of the data from Google Photos, not just the photos. Uh, so I used uh, Windows Explorer to kind of dig out all the JPEGs and the MP4 video files and uh, put them all into sort of the root of each of these uh, so I could more easily organize them, you know, and have all the images together instead of having to dig through each one. Uh, Because, you know, there's several folders within a folder, within a folder, that kind of thing. And so I wanted them all in one main folder. But yeah, just went through Windows Explorer for that uh, and hit the, just search for JPEGs and search for MP4s and, you know, JPEGs and the different spellings, (laughs) JPEG, JPG, that kind of thing. Uh, So yeah, I got all those organized. Uh, And so essentially what I was going to do is uh, try and find a good time to drop those into my OneDrive folder, a OneDrive folder, like a Google Photos backup folder that I created in the pictures folder on my OneDrive. I've got the OneDrive desktop uh, app running on my Windows PC, so I basically just have to move them. I put them on my desktop, so I'd have to move them from there into that Google backup folder and just let it sync forever, you know, nine gigabytes uh, is quite a bit to upload to the cloud. Um, Like I said, my bandwidth has been kind of crazy lately with my wife on uh, Zoom training right now. Uh, So there's a lot of bandwidth being used. And uh, I I have my OneDrive app on Windows desktop set to limit the upload speed to about 125 kilobits per second just to keep everything down. And so I was going to do that, uh, and I was just waiting for a good time to kind of move all that over. I was a little hesitant, uh, and it was going to take forever. And so magically this week, uh, I hadn't done that yet, but this week, I don't know why, but I went to the Chrome Web Store uh, because I do use Microsoft Edge, which uh, allows you to install extensions from the Chrome Web Store. And so I found an extension. I don't even remember what the process or how I found it, but it's uh, basically, well, it's not an extension. It's it, I found a website, a service called MultCloud. Uh, and there's other services out there like this. Essentially what this will do is it will allow you to transfer between your cloud storage uh in the background on theirs via their servers. So essentially you don't have to use your bandwidth. Uh, and, and like I said, there's other services out there like this, but Molt Cloud actually worked uh, quite well, uh, mostly because they have a 30 gigabytes worth of free bandwidth transfer or transfer bandwidth or <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Uh, so essentially it was uh, free to use. Uh, and now there's other services out there that you can, that are free to use, but I don't know 
that they support Google Photos specifically uh, because essentially Google Photos and Google Drive are two separate uh, cloud drives you have to connect to. And so with Malt Cloud, uh, you can connect to Google Drive or Google Photos, which was perfect. And then uh, send the, the basic setup of how it works is you sign in to create an account with Malt Cloud. It's very simple. And then you connect your cloud services. So I connected up Google my Google Photo service, and then I connected up my OneDrive service, uh, uh, cloud storage service, whatever. And so then I was able to access all the files uh, on those drives and so basically it offers a tool to transfer and you can set up a transfer and you select your to folder and your from folder and then uh, what I did was I selected there's three folders in the Google Photos uh, sort of cloud storage there's like a photos albums and shared uh, and so basically what I did was I set up three tasks to move all of those into my OneDrive uh, Google Google Photos backup and so basically I set each of those up and you let them run. And like I said, everything runs on their server. That's the biggest advantage of this is you don't have to worry about it. And it actually runs fairly quickly. So now, like I said, I had nine gigabytes of stuff to transfer. I'd say it took, uh, you know, maybe a few hours to get it all over. Um, that's with not having to worry about it. You don't have to stay logged in. You don't have to do anything. Uh, you just let it run in the background. You can log back in and check on the progress. And so, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> how I did it. I finally got all that out of there. So uh, moved over to my OneDrive. Obviously, I double checked, make sure everything was back up, backed up. And then I went into Google Photos and deleted all my photos, which was another <laughs> interesting process because there's no way to do all at once. You essentially have to select all of them. And so you, there is a shift select, but you do have to load up the photos as you scroll down the page on uh, Google Photos and then shift select kind of as you go along. And then uh, I was able to select all 3,500 or whatever and then hit delete. And actually the delete threw an error after about three or four minutes. Uh, luckily it didn't deselect anything and I hit de press delete again uh, with all the pictures and, and videos selected. And then it finally was able to to trash all the photos and then I went into the trash because it doesn't permanently delete them. Uh, Google doesn't. and. So I went into the trash and deleted permanently, freeing up about nine gigabytes of space. And I think uh, when it, I went in and cleaned up my drive, Google Drive a little bit, there's some things that I keep on there. Uh, but uh, yeah, I brought it down to but like 6.5 gigabytes of 15 gigabytes uh, used. So I'm completely under there and uh, very uh, happy with the Molt Cloud service, M-U-L-T Cloud. And so it, real simple. Uh, and the fact that they give you 30 gigabytes free uh, to transfer is perfect because it just, uh, you know, most, I'm, I'm just going to guess, you know, that most people would be able to easily come in under that if they were trying to accomplish something like I was doing, uh, transferring all, you know, transferring a whole bunch of photos over to another cloud service. Uh, they do offer other features on there. Uh, some of them are premium. But uh, for these purposes, if you're looking to move away from Google, this is definitely, I highly suggest this for Google Photos. And you could probably even uh, use do Google Drive 
to whatever cloud service. And they offer a bunch of different cloud services you can connect to. Uh, most of the popular ones, even you can even connect it to your own FTP server, which is kind of cool. So yeah, I definitely suggest that. Check out Molt Cloud. I put a, I'll put a link in the description uh, so you can go and see that. Like I said, it was fast and free and easy. And I'm honestly uh, glad that I found it because it kind of has officially kind of gotten all of my stuff off of Google. <laughs> so I don't, the, you know, really the only thing that's really collecting my data now, uh, other than Gmail itself, is uh, maps. And so that's just uh, really hard to get away from. But yeah, check out uh, Malt Cloud if you have a situation like that, even if you have other cloud storages that you want to maybe move some stuff around. It's definitely a preferred way to do it, I think. So all right, so with all of that out of the way, let's uh, dive in. <laughs> I keep saying dive in. Let's uh, do the Galaxy S10e weekly report. Good evening and welcome to the Galaxy S10e weekly report. All right, so I did mention, I think last time, that I was going to transfer everything from my sister-in-law's uh, Galaxy S7 to the S10e which I successfully did using Samsung smart switch. Uh, uh, you know, I was gonna trade phones with her. So it was uh, actually really great. And the Samsung smart switch is actually a really excellent uh, program to, to move from Samsung to Samsung. I don't know about any other devices, but uh, yeah, it, it worked really well. Basically I used it on my, all right, you know what? I used it on each phone. So I, I, you can set up the app on each phone to send from one and receive on the other. And so that's what I did for her phone. Thank God she only had, she didn't have an SD card. She only had the 32 gigabytes of internal storage. And she also had everything backed up uh, to Google Photos and stuff like that. So it was uh, fairly quick to transfer everything and get everything installed and set up and re-signed in. And uh, the yeah, the S10e is... Uh, I'll set up for her and we were able to exchange that uh, very carefully. So, <laughs> but with that said, I did get another Galaxy S10e. Uh, I decided that I wanted to have that on hand just because it's a really great phone. Uh, and so I ordered another one and got that in. <laughs> and so I've got that all set up. I backed up my uh, S10, the previous S10e to my computer desktop with the Samsung Switch software, so our smart switch. And so I was able to easily reset up this uh, other one. So it was basically I ordered the same version, the same model, uh, the T-Mobile version again. Uh, so I got that in, but uh, I just wanted to mention uh, that in between, there was a couple days where I did not have the uh, Galaxy S10e in my possession. So uh, I used the, I decided to use the Lumia 950 in between. Uh, and honestly, it was, I loved it. <laughs> I really loved using it. Uh, it honest, it does pretty much everything that I do right now. Uh, it, it doesn't have my banking app, so I can't deposit checks from home with it. And obviously it does not have Google Maps uh, or the uh, Life360 app, which I, my wife and I use to keep track uh, of our locations, just, you know, because she was traveling a lot, uh, which I haven't really used lately because we're all in quarantine, so I don't really have to track where she is. But uh, 
yeah, so other than that, the Lumia 950 has all of my basics. I, I text, I call, I listen to podcasts and music. Uh, it does have a Pandora app. I use Pandora mainly as my stream music streaming app. Uh, it's not as good as the Android version, but it still does the job. And it was actually kind of nice and refreshing to use that Lumia 950 and not, you know, uh, be constantly be checking it, you know, because the the Twitter app on any Android phone, most uh, modern Android phones actually works really well. On um, the Lumi 950, it's uh, actually a PWA app, so may, meaning it's uh, basically just a web page and it's very laggy. <laughs> so you don't spend you you find that you don't spend much time using it uh, because it is such a, a laggy experience and not fun at all. But uh, yeah, the Lumia 950 uh, was very good in between, very in the interim for those uh, couple days that I didn't have the S10e. Uh, honestly, I found myself maybe wanting to put my SIM card back in it in the 950. But uh, yeah, either way, uh, it I honestly kind of got me thinking about potentially, you know, trying out other phones again, uh, just because I enjoyed. Uh, you know, the different experience. Um, but I had already ordered the S10e at that point, so uh, my SIM card is in the S10e right now. But uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty much it though for this week's Galaxy S10e weekly report. All right, so I just wanted to go over some phone fixing adventures. Uh, I think I mentioned that the Moto G5 Plus parts that I had uh, on order from China that uh, I ordered, I think, last year at some point. But uh, obviously, with all this coronavirus stuff going on, it, they took a long time to get here. And so I got the back housing, SIM trays, and camera glass covers for these two Moto G5 Pluses that I had. Uh, both had cracked screens. I, I went through a lot to get them, uh, get around the Google lock that was on them. Uh, so essentially, uh, I had to swap on, swap in the new parts. There was some water damage, some corrosion that I also got out of those. And then, uh, so basically what I had to do was this last weekend, I didn't have to, but it was fun to do, was, uh, it was probably the most fun I've had fixing phones, is, is swapping out the motherboard and all that stuff uh, into a new housing. So basically you're, you're transferring everything over into a new housing. And, uh, with these Moto G5 pluses, these two of them, it was uh, fairly straightforward, fairly easy, but it was still, you know, it's a process and you got to keep track of everything. And, uh, I got those, uh, installed in there. Um, and so I found that, like I said, swapping out housings is probably the most fun that I've had fixing phones. Uh, and I, kind of enjoy that because there's a longer process to it and you basically get to see all parts of the, <laughs> the device but uh, yeah I got those all fixed up back in their new housings they and with new screens and they look great and they're working as they should uh, both the batteries on them were fine so I just left those in there and uh, they're both back up and running so uh, I'm gonna get those uh, out the door soon. I'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, I also fixed that Galaxy S7 that I was talking about that I traded for. Uh, the frame was bent on it. The back glass was coming off. So the phone had seen better days. Uh, my sister-in-law, she really uses her phone quite a bit. Uh, and, uh, it, you know, had uh, bent frame and stuff like that. So those who poo-poo on jerry-rig everything, it, you do bend the frame in real life. So... <laughs> Uh, that's just how it went. I thought the battery was uh, expanding, but uh, turns out it was just the frame uh, was bent that was pushing the back glass off. But uh, 
Either way, the front screen adhesive as well was coming off, uh, and the phone itself really was just running very hot. It, I think it has a Snapdragon 820 in it, uh, and so it's just uh, not the most uh, heat-efficient processor in it. So what I did uh, to fix that one uh, was, because the motherboard was still good, I was able to find a complete Galaxy S7 on eBay that was uh, in mint condition uh, at, for $40. Uh, the, the catch was that it did not power on. <laughs> and so uh, it basically what I decided to do was uh, chance it and buy, buy that one off of eBay and get it in and swap out the, the motherboard in uh, the current the galaxy s7 that i got from my sister-in-law i was going to put the motherboard in this new one basically take it apart put the motherboard in put it back together and so i got the that uh galaxy s7 from ebay in the mint condition one and uh did actually power on but uh, half of the screen was completely static and it was kind of a weird a weird thing uh, i kind of googled it looked everything up or binged it <laughs> and uh, found out that it was a fairly common issue and somebody had actually fixed it by swapping out the motherboard. So it turns out that it was actually a motherboard problem. Uh, in my case, this is a perfect device to, you know, to use to fix this up. Uh, and so I was able to uh, swap in the motherboard into this device, uh, get it up and running, and the screen looked great. Uh, the problem was is that the phone runs so hot that it did get some burn-in on the AMOLED display. Uh, but uh, overall, it really wasn't too bad, and I decided that I would just make this one of the phones that I donate as well. So it looks great. Uh, it's back up and running, uh, factory reset and all that stuff. So. Uh, the Galaxy S7 is good to go. Uh, speaking of the Boxo phones, uh, well, I wasn't really speaking of it, but to speak of the Boxo phones, uh, there's a couple of phones that I want to fix next um, that I actually ordered parts for. The first one is the HTC 10 Evo, or potentially the Bolt. Uh, I'm not sure. This is one that I have that has a cracked screen and the housing is pretty beat up. Uh, but uh, I ordered an, a new back housing and a new screen for it to get that replaced. Um, the screen did turn on a couple times, uh, so I could see that it worked. Uh, I think I'm going to have to factory reset that one, potentially get around the Google lock again on that one. But uh, hopefully that'll get back up and running. And then the LG X Power, which I think is a Sprint version of it. Uh, this is a 4,000 milliamp hour budget device. Uh, needed a new screen, new back cover, new mid-frame that was kind of beat up. Uh, but it does power on, uh, so I got a new screen, a new back cover, and a new mid-frame uh, coming for it, uh, so I can swap those out and get that one back up and running. But uh, overall, I am getting together my first donation uh, to uh, Secure the Call, which is at uh, securethecall.org. They're the ones that uh, hand out the phones to the homeless and uh, domestic abuse uh, situations and stuff like that. Uh, so I've got the Galaxy S7, I've got that Nokia 2V, or the 2.1 uh, that I fixed up. Uh, I got the two Moto G5 Pluses that I just got back up and running. And then uh, after I fix up this uh, HTC 10 Evo and LG X Power, I'll have those to add in there as well. So that's uh, six phones that I think I'll be boxing up and sending out to them. Uh, they're not really worth selling. Uh, they're not exactly back together professionally, but uh, <laughs> uh, they're still working well and they look pretty good. Um, 
you know, it's, you can't guarantee the waterproofing anymore. Once you take off the screens, you know, I can't guarantee that they're waterproof, but, uh, I think they're going to go to good use at this organization. So, uh, like I said, I don't really want to have to try and sell all these on Swappa anyway. Uh, and you know, everybody wins in this case, you know, I get to fix phones and get the experience of fixing them. And then other people can use them for in uh, situations where they may not have had the opportunity to have a phone in the first place. So yeah, again, that's securethecall.org. Uh, if you want to check out, I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to check out what they do. But yeah, uh, I think that's everything for this week. All right, so let's wrap things up here on episode 108 of the Pixel Swim podcast. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Uh, hopefully, I'll be back in a couple weeks with episode 109, uh, and uh, we will go from there. But uh, as always, appreciate you tuning in today or whenever it is you're listening to this. But uh, yeah, uh, head over to pixelswim.com for all the show notes and links from today uh, today's episode. And uh, yeah, I'll... I'll catch you in a fortnight so have a great afternoon or evening or day or night or evening or brunch or evening day night evening brunch evening day fourth meal whatever time it is when you're listening to this so thanks again and god speed <laughs>